Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way. Today is episode number five, where we have our first old-timer today with Dolph Shades. Doug will make his case for why he is the top 50 player of all time. I will turn things over to Doug in a moment, but first, I run through Shades' career real quick. The 6'8", 220-pound power forward played his entire career for what is now the 76ers, but during most of his career, it was the Syracuse Nationals. He won a title with Syracuse. He is a zero-time MVP, 12-time All-Star, 12-time All-NBA, and Hall of Famer. He was taken fourth in the draft and played 15 seasons in the league, averaging 18, 12, and 3 on 38% shooting. So, Doug, take us away, sir. Okay, well, this is the first of the, the old guys we'll have to discuss, and I think there'll be a lot of interesting questions that'll come up comparing old NBA to middle NBA to new NBA. But I wanted to throw in some guys like this just so you guys get a feel for what some of these guys did. Um, as Alex mentioned, 18, 5, 12, 13, or 3 on assists. Uh, steals and blocks, there's no records of those, so don't really have much there. Um, 15 or 16-year career, depending on which stats you go with. Um, he played one year, I believe it was called the NBL, and then it morphed into the NBA the next year. Um, that first year, the two leagues were competing. So sometimes you'll see his total points will be slightly different uh, based on which one you're looking at. Um, if you throw in the NBL, he played a total of 1,059 games. Just the NBA, he played 996. Averaged about 34.5 minutes a game. As Alex said, field goal percentage was 38%. Free throw percentage was about 80, 85%. One quick note about his free throws. Uh, he realized when he was younger he wasn't a great free throw shooter. So he actually put a 14-inch rim inside the normal 18-inch rim. And that's how he practiced his free throws. And his free throw percentage then went up to like 85%. I actually read that as well. So I thought that was kind of neat. He continued to work on his game as a... As his career went on, um, he did win one title, and uh, I believe that was in the uh, 55. What? Well, he's oh, 55, you're right. He, in 51, he won the rebound title. He was the rebound champ in 51. He won an NBA title in 55. I don't know if they had MVPs for those series back then. But in that series, he was the leading scorer, averaging 19 points a game, including games of 24 and 28. He was also the leading rebounder in the series at 12 a game. Uh, he was a pretty consistent shooter. One thing I kind of liked about Dolph was he wasn't just an inside guy. Um, they talk about how he had range out to 25 feet plus. Um, that if there had been a three-point line, his scoring average probably would have been considerable higher. Uh, one of the things that he was known for was he could sit out there and shoot. If they moved out on him, he could also drive and shoot running layups with either hand. Uh, sometimes called the Larry Bird of Syracuse by later people. Um, he was on the NBA 25th anniversary team. Also on the NBA 50th anniversary team. Uh, of the 16 years he was played, he took his team to the playoffs 15 times. 
he retired in 1964, with, as I mentioned earlier, 1,059 games, which at that time was the most games played by a player. When he retired, depending on who you're looking at, he had 19,249 points. Uh, his best season was 24.9. And upon his retirement, he was the leading scorer in NBA history. He had more points than anybody else. Um, he uh, is still currently, let me find it in my notes here, 73rd on the all-time scoring list. He is currently 30th on the all-time rebound list with 11,256, with his best season being 16.4. And he's actually 216th on the all-time assist list. Some of the guys we've been talking about don't even make the top 250. Here he hasn't played for all this time. And he's still in the 200s on the assist, which for a power forward is not much. But he did have a best season of four. Um, basketball reference, he made the top 50 team. Uh, Bleacher Report top 50, he's actually number 31. And uh, for Drew's, uh, uh, Drew's buddy, Bob Pettit, actually was number 30 that I saw. So not um, thirteen. <laughs> There's another one of them at thirteen. Um he was three time free throw percentage leader. Um and the first player to fo- score fifteen thousand points. Uh, I will admit that his main drawback is probably when he played. Uh the game was somewhat different back then. Somewhat <laughs> But my one of my points that for the old guys, at least to some extent, um, we need to at some point compare them to their peers. Um, it's hard to compare some of the guys that played back then to today. Dolph Shays is one being 6'8", 220, that I think could have played today. Some of the guys back then would have been in drastically different positions. Um, they would have had to learn some new skills. Um, one of my favorite players, or because of my father, loved Jerry West. Of course, Jerry West played forward for the Lakers for years at like 6'2". Uh, Dolph was at least at 6'8". Still, you have power forwards that, that play that. Um, I, when I got to digging, and again, I mentioned my father. He's how I heard about Dolph Shays. That and the fact that I remember Danny Shays, Dolph's son playing in college, and then in the NBA for a while. Um, and so when I got to dig into the numbers, I was kind of impressed with some of the things he did. So I put him on my list. I might have him a little high on my list of power forwards, depending on how we look at old guys versus new guys. But I think I have him at number eight on my power forward list. Um, and I thought Dolph deserved to be in the, the top 50 with some of his accomplishments. So, all right, guys, let's hear it. I'm waiting for Alex. I want to hear this. So. <laughs> He's a hater for old guys. By the way, power to the Jews. Dolph Shays. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have a problem with uh, Dolph Shays' size and why he couldn't play in any other era. But I don't think he could play in any era but the era he played in. Here's why. He was a two-handed set shooter that shot 38% from He's a 6'8 power forward that played below the rim and didn't have a post game. 
He also played in an era without any real big men. He played a league that was so fast that the stats are hugely inflated. In Shea's best season, 57-58, the average possessions per game was 117. Last season in the NBA, it was 101.3. 16 extra possessions a game. And today they're playing faster than a lot of times in history. In 98-99, it was 88. I realize people may disagree with me, but due to the things, these things, and the incomplete stat lines that I'm sorry, just bother me that there's no blocks, steals, no turnovers, no three-point line, those things bother me. It's not just all shades. Um, I feel like in or- and to play in this time and to, have- and to have these issues, you need to fall into one or two categories. You need to completely dominate statistically a la Oscar Robinson, or win everything, a la Bill Russell. And Dahl falls into neither category, and therefore, I can't put him on my list. He was the all-time leading scorer when he retired. That's fair. That's fair. But that's like, what, almost a third of what Kareem has now? Sure. Yeah, it's a lot less. But you also, I mean, you mentioned, you know, the scoring and the, the number of possessions. You still have to, to do it. I mean, you still have to score those points. You may get more shots, but there's he was still the leading scorer. So he would have still stood out among his peers. He was the leading scorer, yes, I agree. And he his 38% from the field is not ridiculously uncommon for his time period. I do believe Bob Cousy's career uh, field goal percentage is also 38%. Um, I believe uh, Bill Russell was there somewhere as well. Um, you know, guys from that era is what I'm saying. Um, but 38% holy cow. Like, if a guy shot that bad today, we'd make fun of him. Like, we make fun of Russell Westbrook shooting 42% from the field and jacking up shots. Yes, he still has to do it. But in order to score 24 points a game with no three-pointers and shoot 38% from the field, that's a lot of chucking. <laughs> Hence the uh, more possessions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. why. They had more possessions. But he wasn't just an outside shooter. He could also drive. They talk about how he could score with either hand. The, the They call them running layups. But you're right. I don't think he had a great post game. Um Maybe he should have drove more often and up that field goal percentage. <laughs> um, no, I don't have a ton on Dolph Shays. I don't dislike him. Um, I knew who he was, um, and I actually knew quite a bit more about him than somebody we're getting ready to speak up uh, in a few episodes um, that Drew brought up. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I just really struggled with some of the things I just mentioned. Um, so uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's any going to happen for me. I'm sorry. Um, he actually, after Uncle Doug's uh, opening statement, accomplished more than I actually had any clue he had accomplished. I, I knew who he was. I'd heard of him. Uh, I think I actually have his basketball card somewhere. I think Grandpa actually got it for me, to be honest. So actually, it goes back to Grandpa. Um, I just have I have a hard time with old players. One, I didn't watch a lot of them. And trying to figure out how they are in different eras is really hard. And I just don't think 
goofy white guys do do well in other eras, to be completely honest. And like, and where is that on your list? Is your seventh power forward correct? Eight. I think it's eight. eight. Oh, okay. So like to me, he's going up against Bob Pettit, um, Anthony Davis, and Dennis Rodman, pretty much. Or my, unless I'm skipping some. I, I do have him ahead of Anthony Davis because of <clears throat> Anthony Davis hasn't played that long. That's true. You can't argue that. That's that. I'm not Anthony Davis. We'll get into that later, probably. Yeah. Um, some of the, the I do have several current players on my list too. I'm not just an old guy, uh, even though I'm the oldest guy here by far. Correct me if I'm wrong here. You can you can tell me, but he was the best player on his championship team, correct? He was like Dolph Chase? Yeah. Well, yeah, I believe so. He was the, the leading scorer and leading rebounder on the championship. Which I mean is. I mean, not that I want to be more like Wade, but I mean that's that's a legit thing to accomplish to be the best player on a championship team. There's oh only, yeah. There's only I don't know how many, but there's only a finite number of guys that do that. There's a large part of our list of people that don't <laughs> haven't accomplished that fact. <laughs> right. Oh, I, yeah. I agree. I just again go back to when he accomplished it hurts for me. And I do believe, like my first statement was, I don't think he can play in any era of basketball but the that that's that's a hard one for me, because even guys that I think could play in other areas, some of them would be drastically different players in other areas. I, I would just, agree. I just don't think Dolph plays at all, and that's that's where that's why I couldn't uh, consider him, even though his his stat lines are impressive. I think the hardest part with older players is trying to figure out because everything's so different now. Like uh, the way people grow up and the way, you know with technology and how you you know you don't know how they transition or how they like kids are playing hundreds of basketball games a year in AAU now. Back then, they you never did that. You just went out to the park and shot around. You don't know how they're going to develop, I which is kind of the hard part. In the off season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bob Bob Cousy, what was it? He didn't make enough money being one of the, I mean, at the time, he was probably the greatest point guard ever at that time. He won an MVP. Yeah, and a bunch of championships. And he had some goofy job. as like, a, oh, he uh, he was a, uh, a driver instructor to, yeah, to, make, right. it, to make extra money. I listened to Jackie McMullen talk about that one time. It's one of the stories I was reading about Shays was when he was coming out of college and they had the two leagues, the NBA and the NBL, I believe it was. Um one of them offered him a job along with basketball for the offseason. But he turned him down for more money from the other one because they wouldn't tell him what the job was. <laughs> they just said, we'll find Knicks. you a job, something to do. I think that was the Knicks. I think you're right, yeah. I, I think I read that this morning when I was looking some of the stuff up on golf. Yeah, pretty much back to my point is just that's the one thing I think people that really like some of the older players is you don't know how they would develop nowadays. There's some you get so much more opportunities to play, to practice. The, people know so much more about the game. Like back then, like some of the greatest guards couldn't even dribble with both hands. I mean, that obviously wouldn't happen now. Like Bob Cousy and Oscar Robinson mainly dribbled with one hand. I mean, that's I and mean, they're some of the greatest players ever, and uh, they played the same time as Dolph Shays. But obviously, if you grow up today, you're going to learn to dribble with both hands, and you just don't know how the, how how things would end up. I don't know. But I do I do have a hard time seeing him playing in certain eras. Um, but I, you really you don't know, to be completely honest. But to me, he's going up against Bob Pettit, 
they played around the same time. I think Bob Pettit was quite a bit better. Um, I'm sure Drew's happy. <laughs> Anthony Davis put up crazy stats. Um, Dennis Rodman, I think, can play in multiple eras, obviously. Um, but, I, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my comments on Dolph Shays. Well, as our res- resident youngster, what do you think, Drew? Um, well, Dad, didn't you say something about him being able to shoot pretty far away? Yeah, they talked about him being able to shoot 25 feet plus. Of course, you got to remember, that, like Alex said, they were he was more of a set shot shooter. The, the jump shot was just coming in during his time period. Yeah, yeah. Well, about that, we're talking about him not being playing many eras. You think you don't think he could come off the bench, Alex, as a role player, make a couple threes, um, shooting a two-handed set shot? <laughs> Some people do make careers out of that. I mean, I don't see why he couldn't do that in a couple eras. I'm not saying I'm not trying to like defend him or anything, but I'm saying he can maybe do that. I'm not saying he's got to be an all-star in every era, but he can definitely do that. I think that's where kind of not having. A- Three point percentage kind of hurts. You really don't know how good at we don't know deep shooting he really was. Um, so he yeah, didn't have much of a post game, and if he just drove and yeah. shot layups, did he shoot farther out. Be a stretch four. I mean, stretch three, stretch four today, probably. I don't know. I mean, we watched guys shoot better from three than he did from the field. Yeah, so, I mean, kind of like kind of like you said though. Everyone shot like that back then. Like some of the greatest players ever. Some people have Bill Russell in their top ten, top five. And he shot almost the same percentage. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just because they had more opportunities to shoot. And it's just a different game. This is one of the reasons I threw in a couple of these old guys. Was I wanted us to have this discussion about the old NBA versus, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s versus today. Um, I didn't see Dolph Shays fly. I heard <laughs> about him from my dad. You know, um, now, guys, we're talking about the 80s and 90s, yeah, I saw all those guys play, and I still watch the NBA. Um, so it's, it's a good discussion. I mean, the game has changed. And how do we incorporate these guys from the NBA history into just that, the history of the NBA? Do we judge them versus the way the guys play today, the way the guys played in the 80s, or do we judge them according to their peers? Um, I think we have to do some of each, personally. Um, you know, like I said, I might have Dolph a little high on my power forward list, but I, he's one that I thought maybe could play. Um, some of the guys, you look at what they did, the size they were, or the skills they had, it's hard to translate. One thing um, that does translate, though, to every era is shooting. Apparently, he was a good good set shooter. Shooting translates to every era. Yeah, that's, that's a decent point. Can you shoot a two-handed set shot in any other era of basketball without getting more? Well, that, that goes back to how they were developed back in the day. Things were just different. You just Things weren't as the word I'm looking for. If he grows up in the 90s or early 2000s, he doesn't shoot with two hands. He shoots with one, and oh, his shot okay. probably gets a little bit better. Okay. Again, I'm going to go back to using your all's own logic against you. You told me a couple episodes ago that what-ifs don't count. So, referring to? Well, in the James Worthy argument, we all ganged up against me, even though it wasn't my guy. Um, you guys told me what ifs don't count. You guys completely threw out two of my arguments. So now you're saying, I can completely throw them what off. What if Tom grew- Chambers was just a terrible comparison? No, it was not a terrible comparison. 
uh, he was a, I was saying that any athlete could do what an athlete did. But anyway, my point being, you're saying, what if Dolph Shays was a completely different player than he was? He would have been really good. That's literally um, what your argument just was. No, it wasn't. My dad said he could shoot. <laughs> but again, shooting back then was different. And, okay, even if even if he was being guarded by a guard in today's NBA, you don't think they can get up and get after that shot? Oh, he's a spot-up shooter. So maybe sometimes he's not always getting guarded. That's not saying he's going to shoot it when he's sitting right in their face. Okay, but, okay, we watch guys close out all the time. Mm-hmm. Get, like, yes, think of, you know, Ray Allen, Steph Curry, these guys getting shots off. It's There's not a lot of time there. We watched Zion Williamson come from the paint and block a three-pointer two years ago, and it was all <laughs> over the highlights. Guys close out, and they jump, and they they have reach. Uh, they have freaky athletic. And these are all things that Dolph never played against. Dolph, yeah. for the most part, never even played against black guys. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, so again, you're, you're looking at a watered-down athletic pool. I'm not sitting here saying Dolph Shade doesn't deserve to be uh, – I know I've said this about a few guys. Like, he doesn't deserve to be a Hall of Famer. He was clearly a, uh, a great player in his day. I think it's very rare for players from that day to translate to other eras. Um, honest, sorry. No, go ahead. Honestly, there's some guys that have done some pretty special things in that era that I look at and go, yeah, you might be able to play today or in another era, but you wouldn't be the same guy uh, or play the same position. Um, I don't know. Just- I mean, I've, I've agreed with a lot of what you said. All, all I was trying to say is the game then and now, you just develop and, and learn a bunch of new things now. That's all I was trying to say. He would he would develop differently. He'd have a different shot. He'd have other skills. There wouldn't be 130 possessions where they're just grabbing the ball and shucking stuff up nonstop. He'd probably get – they'd work the ball around and probably get open shots. I mean, and kind of what Uncle Doug said as far like you have to compare him at a certain point to his peers. And at that time, a lot of the players in that era shot crappy percentages because <laughs> they were clearly running down the court and chucking stuff up at a crazy rate. That's all. I'm not saying he would show up and be a completely different player. I'm just saying there's just things you got to think about. That's, just, that's all I was trying to say. Well, I think that's really what I was trying to stimulate the conversation was just we need to have that discussion. It needs to be part of, you know, because if you look at um, the NBA – in 96, they did the top 50 of all time. He was like number 31 on the list, rated by all those experts. Okay, well, I, you know, at the time, not knowing much about him, I would have probably gone, uh. So I'm wondering, again, how they're doing there. I haven't looked into all the criteria for those lists, um, and I haven't looked at the updated one. I don't know where he falls on that. Do they have an updated one? I mean, ESPN put one out um, last year, I yeah. believe. Um, and most of, I wouldn't say most of the guys, most of the white guys disappear. Um, they, uh, a lot of guys from that era disappear. Um, because there's been, I mean, I don't even know. I'm not, I'm not trying to say stuff, pull stuff out my rear end here because I'm not super, super prepared for that conversation. But, uh, there's been a lot of players since then that probably joined this list. I mean, 
since 1996. Right. Yeah. It's been it's been a while, but he is still currently. Well, again, you talk about the stats. He's still 73 on the scoring list and 30 on the rebound list. Okay. So I want to go back to your comparing to the Pierce statement. Okay. I've heard this a few times, not just from you, uh, in the world, in this room, wherever. Um, and I get it compared to your peers, and at at his time or uh, that era, he was playing really well. But how do we compute for doing something like this? If I'm going to compare Dolph Shays to his peers, obviously he was probably one of the best players in the NBA at that time. Right. But we're trying to say who's better, one through fifty, all time. I understand that. Yeah. Where do I say okay? Now I have these five or six guys from the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the current NBA. Now we're back to, uh, now I have to compare eras again. Sure. Oh, I agree. I just wanted to have the conversation. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody from back then could play, and just because you're the best back then doesn't mean you're the best today. I'm just saying, I didn't put him that high on my list. I forget where he fell, but it's probably in the 40s. He's like mid 40s, I think. Uh, something like that. But that's just to, to stimulate some conversation about some of these older guys. Because I know we got some other ones coming up that we all have on our list. And a lot of these same arguments are going to come back. Um, you know, how do you judge guys that did really well, you know, a few years later and everybody loves, but would struggle playing today? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you're not wrong. I believe Russell, Wilt, and Oscar made all of our lists, and they yeah, played oh, in yeah. the same era. Bob, did Bob Pettit make everybody's no, list? No, Bob Pettit no. and Kuzi did not make all of our lists. What about Jerry West? I believe Jerry West also made all of our lists. I believe. Somebody, you may have to, you may have to quote me on that, but well, look, I, I know he made my list. Yeah, yeah. I said we have them all sitting here. Um, I know Ray was very anti-old guys. Yeah, I know he hasn't spoken a lot this episode, but Ray Ray is very anti-old guy if you look at his list. I think Jerry West is actually pretty high on everything. I don't think Ray has Jerry Except West. Except maybe Ray. Yeah. So, everyone else I think has him pretty, pretty high. <clears throat> okay. Um, and, I, you know, and I understand that. I don't have a problem with Ray leaving somebody like that off because I can understand the argument he's making or I think he's going to make in that, you know, you look at Jerry West and Jerry West was what, six, two or three and he played forward today. He'd have to be a point guard. Well, and he didn't have those skills at that time, but at the time he was amazing. And so we get into that discussion, you know, how, how far do we go? Well, I actually uh, ran across a site today. Uh, while looking up some Dolph Shays information uh, that is going through and taking big-time players from this era, the 50s and 60s era, and adjusting all their stats for pace of play. Um, and Dolph Shays, unfortunately, had not been done yet. But they'd done a lot of the big names we're talking about. Chamberlain, Russell, uh, Kuzi, uh Oscar. Oscar, uh, I'm missing some. I think it was six or seven of them. Jerry West was was one of them. All these guys have been done, 
and to see what it does to their stat lines is pretty crazy. Like I'm, you're talking about Wilt averaging 12 rebounds a game, um, not yeah. 24. Um, you're looking yeah. at, uh, you know, their their stat lines look more like regular stat lines. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, like 27, 12 for for Chamberlain. I'm just thinking these off the top of my head. These may not be exact. I believe Russell was like 13 and 12. Um, Clint Capella. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, Oscar was like um, 24, 5 and 5. You know, I mean, like, these things are all cool. If somebody does that in today's NBA or any other time in the NBA, we all go, oh, that's cool. But they're not, hey, I'm averaging a triple double. Hey, I'm averaging 50 points a game. You know, I'm averaging 25 rebounds a game for a decade. Right. <clears throat> But again, we're, you know, we can't do the, I agree with you, we can't do the what if. You know, what if they had played today, these guys were great athletes, like Wade and Drew were saying, they may have been different, but we don't know that. We can't say that for sure. But again, we're, we're kind of doing the what if when we adjust the pace of play, because we're saying it should be this speed or it should be that speed. I don't know. Well, the, yes, the but we can also we can also speed it up for everybody else. We can go the other way. We're just trying to even it out. Is really what they're trying to do. Because if I take uh, LeBron or any anybody, I'm not even going to get into specifics. But if you take anybody that plays at a much slower pace, I think the best case can probably be made for Jordan playing to the '90s, where the pace was slow, slowest. What would his counting stats look like if he was given 20 more possessions a game? Yeah, I mean, or if he plays taking it. twenty possessions away from them, or giving twenty possessions to somebody else, is essentially, con- you know, uh, accomplishing the same thing. Um, but then we also, there's another argument I'm going to bring up, not for Dolph Shades, but later I'm going to I'm going to bring up usage rate, and that yeah. gets us into a whole other mess of who's got the ball, how much, and all sorts of stuff. But that's an argument for another day. Ray, we haven't heard much from you, man. What you got? Well, uh, really, until Doug put him on his list, I'd never heard of this guy in my life. <laughs> so, I looked him up. I got my stats here. He's got impressive stats. You know, he's got the title. I mean, the stat line looks real good. Uh, his first uh, let's see, six seasons, uh, Grant Hill beats him out. I'll just throw that out there. Uh, then I went and looked up uh, some game footage. Uh, I mean, the shot is crazy weird. I've never seen no no shot, any shot like that in my life. It almost looks like Sean Marion's shot, although he doesn't jump. Right. And, he, <laughs> and not only does he do it two-handed, he steps into it and adds an extra step to the shot. Oh, yeah. I used to see that from my dad when we'd play on the court when I was little. Dad would use that set shot. It's, it is crazy. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I really thought I was watching an instructional video on how not to shoot a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like you guys have been saying this whole time, how can you compare one genre of basketball to translate to a different genre of basketball? It's totally two different things. I don't know if you can really do it, but you're going to have to do it at some point. So how do you make that evolution from one pace to the other? 
And that's what it just boils down to. And then as we keep going with these episodes and episodes, we start to see that everybody's list is subjective. Everybody's got their own type that's going on each person's list. For mine, for, mine, for example, mine's more physicality and more, you know, balanced performance amongst the players. And then everybody else has probably got their own, you know, subjective whatever they're doing with theirs. But I'm just saying, that's how this is going right now. Doug didn't see him play, but, you know, he was around a person that knew him. And that's what we're getting into. I mean, all fair points, right? Um, that was a pretty level-headed approach, to be honest with you. Um, you got anything else for us, Doug? No, I, I think this is really what I was hoping for from this discussion. Just, I feel like this guy was a pretty good basketball player in his day. Whether it translates or not, now we've all learned a little bit more about him, and that would make my dad happy because dad liked him. <laughs> and uh, maybe we should so, play this episode for him. Yeah, we might. <laughs> we yeah, we got to teach Grandpa how to uh, play a podcast player. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to go play it for That him. would take all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, Drew and I will have to go See, play it for him. Again, we're struggling comparing different eras here, guys. Exactly. <laughs> But anyway, um, like I said, I might have him a little high on my list, but I still thought we needed to have the discussion. I mean, I guess I'll just start to close the statements. I'm like, fine. There's no doubt that Dolph Shays is one of the greatest players of his era. Um, he, he accomplished something, I think I said earlier, that is rare in any era of NBA, is being the best player on the championship team. Um, especially in this era, because a handful of guys won all the championships. So for him to sneak one in here and not be on a team with one of those guys is very impressive. Um, he's not on a team with Wilt or Russell, essentially, um, or Bob Pettit. Um, you know, he snuck in there and grabbed one. So, uh, but that being said, um, I still stand like a rock on my original statement. I don't think he translates to other areas of the NBA. Um, but I, I fully embrace that I am biased against that era of the NBA. I think I said the other day in one of the other episodes that um, this is the worst era of of the NBA, and today's NBA is the second worst era of the NBA. So um, the 70s, 80s, and 90s is where it's at for me. Um, But, uh, yeah, I guess that's where I'm at on this one. Anybody else got to close the statement? Bueller? Oh, um, I mean, pretty much I'll just kind of restate what I said earlier. Um, I mean, I would, he didn't make my top 50. Um, I kind of, I knew who he was, but I have a hard time with older players. Um, I don't think he translates very well to other eras. I think some other players in his era, I think would, would translate better and probably be able to play. Um, that's when I compared him to other players in his era. I mean, he was good. I'm not saying that, but there were other players that I thought were more they translated better, and they put up better stats and one more. Um, uh, and I mean, that's pretty, and again, I mean, Ray kind of touched on it. He shot like a goofy fucker, so, you know. But uh, I mean, yeah, he was, he was a great player for his first time. Um, but yeah, I just, I just didn't think he translated very well. Um, and I, pretty much my point earlier was just pretty much it's it's hard trying to figure out what old players would do now. So it's really just your opinion. But uh, it's 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 hard to figure out. But uh, but yeah, I, I just didn't quite think he he made it on on my list. 
Well, when we talk about older players, you always see like all these stat lines about them averaging like 22 rebounds or 30, 40 points. Well, Dolph, he just doesn't average that many. So, I mean, he was definitely one of the best players on his team, on his championship team, but he doesn't stand out like Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Jerry West, Bob Pettit, all of them. <laughs> Bob Pettit. So, Dolph's just, I don't know, like, it is definitely a weaker area of basketball, like Alex says, but he just. He didn't do as well as some of the other best players from that area. Like he doesn't have any of those crazy stats. He did get his title back then with all of them, but just nothing crazy out out of the ordinary. Uh, whether he's on your list or not, you got to kind of give the man some props for the time that he played in. Whether he translates or not, he was the best player for a championship team, and he, you know, he did. He was a pretty great player for the you know the time period he was in, and whether whether he had great stats or he's on your list or you think he's a great player or not, he paved the way. Him and all them other players in that era for the for today's players to be making these million dollar contracts and be sitting out back to back games with a hurt whiny pinky. So whether he's on your list or not. You got to give these, you know, players some respect for paving the way for what essentially is basketball today. I like it. Yep. No, I I enjoyed the discussion. I've been looking forward to talking to you guys about him, and uh, I think it's all valid points. Well, and I'm sure we'll visit him again with uh, some other upcoming players on our list. Um, very positive on that. Uh, so I guess it's time for some trivia, gentlemen. Um, does anybody have a question ready to go first? I can, I'll go. All right, let's go. The, in Seattle Supersonics and Oklahoma City Thunder history, who has the highest free throw percentage? Hmm. This one kind of shocked me. Um, I'm going to say Ray Allen. Okay, anyone else? I would go with Ray Allen, yeah. I'm going to say Durant. All good guesses. Drew? I'll go with Westbrook. That's not Westbrook. <laughs> it's actually Chris Paul Ooh. in his one season. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. 90%. Last year he did? Yeah. Wow. Oh, which nice. which I kind of shocked because I knew Durant shoots around 90% most most years. But, yeah, Chris Paul was 907 Wow. Nice. I did not. Out of all, they had a lot of great shooters. I was really kind of yeah, shocked. I thought Durant, Ray Allen. They had that, uh, had that white guy in the 80s and 90s that was a real good shooter. Uh, he was foreign. That left shrimp? That might have been it, yeah. They also had Dell Ellis. He was a shooter. Yeah. Yeah, so good question there, Willie. Anybody else got one? Yeah. Um, dude, I'm doing a free throw foul thing tonight. Uh, who has the most fouls all time? Um, I'm going to go with Carl Malone. I'll go with my boy Charles Oakley. Oh, man, that's good. both good guesses. Um, I'm gonna go Charles Barkley. Drew. I'm gonna go with Dennis Rodman. Actually, it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. Well, I mean, I almost guessed him just because, like, I I went alone over with longevity, but that's the same reason I was right. with Jabbar. So, oh, doesn't Jabbar 
Does he have the record for years or games played? Does he have one of them? Uh, Parrish has the other. Yeah, they're one and two on those. I don't remember. He has one of them. I don't remember which one it is. Good question. I got one. Um, who won the first ever NBA basketball game? Look for a team here. I'll say uh, Syracuse Nationals. The golf legend. All right. Hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll just go to Celtics. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll try Syracuse. The correct answer is the Knicks. Oh, I was trying to think wow. of really old teams, and I was nah, I'm drawing a blank for a minute. All right. Has no one got an answer right yet? Not yet. <laughs> yeah, well, let's try this one. What team has the worst record in one season? The Charlotte Bobcats. Is it by games or by percentage? It just says who has the worst record, which I'm guessing by games. I'm going the Bobcats. I'm gonna go with the Bobcats too, but there could be two answers here. Yeah, I'll go Bobcats. I'll go Bobcats. The correct answer is the Chicago or Chicago Charlotte Bobcats. Oh, I knew that one. That was like what one of Kimba Walker's first years. He was the best player, I think, by far, and they were terrible. All right, Drew, what you got, man? Mm, let me give me a minute. I'm still trying to think. Once. I ain't got a minute. I know, I'm trying. You're doing a terrible job. <laughs> Bob Pettit would be ashamed. He would. I figured you'd come at us with a whole bunch of Bob Pettit trivia. <laughs> that was just one question. All right, I got it. What team holds the record for most steals in a season? As a team? Yeah, as a team. <sighs> Holy cow. Yeah. In one season. Um, I'm going to go with the... Phoenix Suns. I'm, I'm trying to think of teams that played, obviously, when they had a lot of possessions. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Celtics. I'll go with um, Detroit Pistons. I think I'm going to go ahead and try and be a biased person here. With the 2005 Indiana Pacers, we had Jermaine O'Neal and Ron Artest. It was Phoenix Suns. Oh, nice. Whoa, go Alex. <laughs> what year? 1977-78. Well, I liked your idea, Wade, of like the old-time guys with the yeah. possessions, but they didn't keep track of steals then. Oh, I didn't think that through. That didn't go well. Yeah, I think 73 was the first year we had block steals mm. and turnovers. I was really hoping. Oh, I didn't realize it was that late. I was really hoping uh, this would be kind of funny if uh, it was the Suns when Tom Chambers was there. <laughs> <laughs> Know what year Tom Chambers was drafted? Do you remember that? Uh, no, I don't remember. I mean, he he was playing early eighties. I don't know. I don't know about seventy seven. No, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, all right. So after uh, this, after week five, the scores are as follows: Ray with three, Alex and Doug with eight, and Wade and Drew with ten. Wow! You right. can't catch those guys. I know. 
So thanks for tuning in to Sports the Nemo Way again. Uh, please come back next Thursday and listen to our episode then. We uh, appreciate our listen, your listen, sorry. And uh, we, uh, uh, we'll see you next week.